every player on the ground inside the defensive part of the ground here for the Eagles. Well done, Oliver. Got it to Hibbert. Can he score from there? Hibbert bends it back. They need a mark, Melbourne. Hunt flies. Patterson couldn't grab it. McDonald tackled. Can he get boots the ball? Oh, he's done it to McDonald. You genius. Hello and welcome to Deluded, Melbourne Demons fan podcast. Mita, never in my wildest dreams did I believe that Tom McDonald, Tom McDonald would kick an athletic fifth goal to win us a game, but that too against the Eagles in Perth. What the hell is happening to our club right now? We're really good. We're really it's, good. It's really... <laughs> when did this happen? I don't know. And these last two weeks have just been a miracle. Yeah. Yeah. But now we're, we're really humming. Yeah. We're, we're, we're a serious team. I, I just, it's been so long that I don't even know. I know. It's really weird, like expecting your team to win yeah. and like having some excitement about it. And like right. when they do win, it's amazing. Right. I mean, we're winning when we're favorites. We're winning when we're not favorites. We're winning, we're on, winning the road. on the road. We're I winning know. at Etihad. We're kind of. We're just winning, guys. It's so much winning. Uh, it's just bizarre. Does this make all of those years worth it? I mean, it's a bit premature. It's been one month, I mean, but does this one... one month make all of those heartaches at the G worth it? You know what? It does a little bit because a lot of people question what the point of being a demon supporter is. Yes, this person definitely questions what the point of being a demon yeah, supporter is. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've had some dark moments as well, but I mean, now's when you see what the point of it all is. I mean, this feels, it's just elation. I know. We're just so sad we can't be there. Oh, yeah, but it's fine. We can rewatch highlights. I mean, it's just been spectacular. I may or may not have watched that Tom McDonald goal like about a thousand times already. Like most self-respecting D supporters. It was just so implausible. It was so implausible. I mean, to hear Tom McDonald, you genius. I mean, maybe <laughs> Tom McDonald, you honest contributor, or Tom McDonald, you um, well-intentioned defender. But Tom McDonald, you genius, kicking he a willing goal. smashed it. Well, the amazing thing is, is I just remember when Lewis Jetta missed that goal, I kind of thought, oh, we're still in this. But I probably never really thought that we're actually going to win. You know, mm. like I kind of thought, oh, look, they'll just have another shot at goal and whatever. Right. Um, or we'll find a, we just won't be able to score because they'll lock the, the game down. But I mean, it's a pretty amazing year of football, right? Like it's really easy to score in the dying minutes of the game. Yeah, but having said that, I mean, in the middle of that scrap for two or three minutes, with yeah. ball up after ball up, I just couldn't see how we could get a goal. Yeah, me neither. It was all Gorney and Viney and Oliver's hands out to Hibbard. Um, oh. It was all incredible. I think uh, it was really, it was an incredible win, particularly because, I mean, just, McDonald played forward much in, he, much in his life at all. I mean, Ruzi started the experiment. Yeah, um, that's right. In the was, game. Right. When he right. kicked like five points, I think. He was handy. I don't know if he kicked five points, but he but he was useful and he kicked a couple of goals. He clearly is a very handy mark and yeah. he moves well. Yeah. Um, and he, he's shown he's not a bad set shot. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. That's what we realized over the past couple of weeks. Right, right, right. Um, and that's the thing with Tom McDonald. I mean, he's actually quite a reasonable kick. In the past, he's, I think, missed targets because he goes for too much. Yeah. But the thing about a set shot is you're just pointing and aiming at the goals, right? Like you're not, you're not making a decision really. Yeah, it's uh, true. No, I'm, I'm really, really impressed. His game and Viney's game. I mean, they were just such highlights for me. Oh, it's fantastic. It was awesome. Um, well, so let's go to some of the big questions from this week. We're not going to bother talking about Clary Gate. We've all heard it's about the not a thing. stupid elbow to the, I mean, oh, come off it. He's hard as nails. not a thing. It's, it's just it's also bullshit. just such a non-issue. Like, who cares? Who cares? But I just don't understand why anyone cares. And now people are making this big deal about, you know, some Twitter war with, between Clary Oliver and Damien Martin. It's like, 
I don't really care about, you know, a Twitter war with like a cricketer from the 1990s and a 19-year-old Melbourne football player. Like, it's I just, love it. I love the well, way I, I like that he I love that he shot back at it, but I don't understand why anyone's making a big deal about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, That's what I don't get. I mean, what do sl- they expect? He's picking on a kid. Of course he should not, like, bark back. It's a slow news day. I mean, I do think Schofield getting two weeks down to one was maybe a touch, touch on the harsh side, but... Thankfully, for once, our medical reports have screwed up. I know player. this is just this After is like our whole... revenge for Carlton. Really. Exactly. No, exactly. but I do think that. I mean, at the same time, I mean, what's the point of going around bumping like elbowing people on the head anyway? Right. You know, like why would you bother doing that? Okay. Well, anyway, we've broken our policy of not talking about. Yeah. The sorry again. about that. But there you go. Um, can you remember, Nate, a better captain's performance than Viney's? No. Never. Twenty-six contested possessions. Actually, no, I can't. Viney's performance against Hawthorne last year. He wasn't captain then. He wasn't captain. Oh, good point. Yeah. Good point. I, I can't think really of one. I mean, that was really Jones amazing. has been a fantastic captain for us through some really I t- love dark Jake. times. Um, I mean, Neitz was a, was a very good captain. My namesake. And your namesake had some dominant performances. But there's something about this Viney performance with the so injury I agree. on the road. And exactly. Melbourne's got such a bad run typically on the road before I this know. year. He was unbelievable. He's just He just, just goes over and over again. Yeah. And yet, bizarrely, some people were questioning whether he should have been captain. I mean, some people, including members of this podcast, in the first quarter of this game, had said maybe Barney sure. wasn't ready to I, be I captain. I don't know if that ever happened, actually. Really? I don't recall that. I really don't it's recall. It's really convenient. But can I just make a point, though? That was his best game for the season by a country mile. Of course it was. So, like, I mean, all the is it a coincidence was... that he was the sole captain? Maybe he But maybe this was is the point, though. Maybe I was just asking about this sort of co-captaincy sharing arrangement, really. That sounds like a blatant lie to me. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, wow, he just seized the mantle. He really did. I really thought it was funny because when he injured his shoulder, I mean, anybody else would have been like, yeah, they're probably done. But Jack yeah. Viney, you just know that he was just going to come out straight again, straight into her and love it. Took and, him out. And you can just imagine at the end of the season, they're going to say, Viney actually needed serious reconstructive surgery. Most likely. Uh, he'll be out for like three months or something. But, well, I mean, it was really worrying. Do you remember when Jones had neck surgery right. at the end of the season? I was like, God, help me. Yeah. He's just ruthless, and I yeah. love it. What a what a what a skipper! What a player! I mean, it was God, just good. it does make you. He's just the heart and soul of this club, isn't he? He is, and it makes you sort of so happy that Melbourne didn't commit yet another horrible drafting blunder and send him to Gold Coast because they didn't want to use pick two on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's lucky yeah. Gold Coast let us slip at such a low right, pick. Right, exactly. I mean, they, might, they might well have done that. Um, and to be honest, they probably should have in hindsight. I mean, right. if, they, if their team needs anything at the moment, it's a Jack Viney type. Yeah, every team needs that. I don't know. It is, But especially someone with hardness and, yeah. you know, ruthlessness. Yeah. Little junkyard dog. Love him. Love him. Love him. Um, but, Nates, the question we've all been asking in the, kind of the deep recesses of our heart, but not really willing to vocalize. What do you mean? Everybody's been asking this. This has been in the media for the past, like, two weeks. Well, I still still think it's bullshit. But can we win the premiership? Yeah, I'm not sure about that. I still I still have my reservations, mm. partly because I'm just a, you know, long-suffering Melbourne supporter, and therefore I'm just conditioned to cynicism. Yeah. But it's... It's also rational observations. I mean, teams don't typically come from where we did to a premiership. Well, what was the last team to come from? Where did we finish last year? Like 12th or something? Yeah, well, actually, once well, think about it this way, though, right? So GWS, two years ago, hmm. finished outside the eight. And I think they probably would have. They lost to us in the last round. And I'm fairly certain they probably finished like 11th or 10th or something like right, that. Right, that's true. So still pretty far down. And they were only a kick away from a grand final last year. And arguably, probably, you know... Look, they definitely have the wood over the Swans, and so probably could have easily beaten the Swans. So, I mean, teams can accelerate. I guess That's the point true. I'm trying to make is teams can accelerate up the ladder quicker than you think. Right. Can they win a premiership? I'm not sure, but they can accelerate up the ladder quicker than you 
would expect. And once you get into like a prelim type, you know, final, yeah. I mean, who knows? And the thing about this team that is different to the teams of the Danaher era that I remember is there's a certain kind of resilience about it yeah, that we never had. I mean, I mean it, th- this year has been extraordinary in terms yeah. of the amount of injuries and like horrible hard luck stories and just, right. you know, general sadness that's kind of enveloped the club in a lot of ways. Right. And yet there's just, they're just brimming with positivity. And it's these come from behind wins. Yeah. Um, you know, we keep going behind, we keep looking like we can't win and then yeah. fighting back against the odds. It's this never say die attitude. It really does remind me of the Bulldogs. I actually am starting to buy into that argument that we're sort of similar-ish, at least at this stage, to the Bulldogs of last year. I'm not sure about that. The difference for me with the Bulldogs is, at least my memory of them, is they were able to blow away certain teams. And I don't think we're really a blow-away team. I don't think it's a coincidence all our games are pretty close. Yeah. Like, we're not really the kind of team that destroys a team, but I think we're just seizing the the Bulldogs. Except, except for the Bulldogs, you're right. That's the one, like we the one exception. Them. I mean, but I mean, in general, we're in these really tight scraps, yeah. which could go either way. But that, 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 I would argue that that's only because we just don't have our full list back. I think that's just. I think that they're in the reason we're not sort of winning by more convincing margins, at least in the past few weeks, is just because we don't really have a full list and we're still kind of struggling with the forward line. I mean, even though the forward line's been working really well, we're still struggling uh, just with sort of figuring out exactly where goals are going to come from, right? Like, right. you put Jesse in that forward line, you're adding, like, two or three goals to a team, to a, to a game, potentially. Potentially, potentially. Well, okay, I think you at least, I would argue you're at least adding a couple of goals to a game. And yes. so when you think about that, adding a couple of goals to each of our score, each of our scores, that, that starts to extend out to, like, maybe, like, I don't know, 20 points or so. Right. Two goals equals 20 points. No, okay, you know what I'm trying to say. But, like, we're win- if we're winning by... You know what I'm trying to say. I, I do. I'm being facetious. Um, yeah. You're just no, mocking me because you know I'm really bad at maths. <laughs> I think you're right. Although I am... I've said this before on the podcast. I do think that the benefit of the, Jesse's spell in for us structurally has mean we've become much less predictable. And my hope is when he returns that we don't get... Indulge the temptation to just kick it long to Jesse. Because in the past, we have done that sometimes, right? Yeah. And he's a superstar, but sometimes sitting it on his head doesn't get us that far. And we're forced to be creative with this new kind of ad hoc... Ad hoc, forward random line. forward line. Yeah. yeah. I still don't really know how we're kicking winning scores. It still is just a shock to me. It's because we're playing this counter-attacking footy where we get the ball... Um, you know, people spread really quickly. The midfielders push forward. They do. The Alex Neil Bullens and Harms are running so quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And then the Tom McDonald is kind of just roaming around taking marks. Like, it's yeah, good. Yeah, or CP's it's, taking marks. Right, but it's not really a standard forward line. No, right? it's not. And so I think it's important we we hold on to the benefit of that when Jesse comes back. I do think this period has taught us a lot in terms of in terms of being dynamic and making changes and switching things up and trying to be right. unpredictable. right. Which is a huge testament to Goodwin's work. Completely. Goodwin is coach of the year for me. Oh, yeah, of course. We're slightly biased, <laughs> but yeah. Slightly. Um, but on the topic of, of the forward line, what happens to Tom McDonald when Jesse returns? Yeah, I mean, I don't think that this whole, like, oh, let's just keep Tom McDonald on the forward line. I mean, I think that's a bit rich. We're not going to do that. We're going to put him back in defence because Watts is also going to come back into right. this forward line. So we're not going to, like, I, I don't think we should be sticking Tom McDonald in the forward line permanently. Right. And I think the key... The key thing with some of our recent performances is we've had the luxury of not having Tom McDonald in the defence because we haven't really been against teams with big, strong forward lines. Yeah, but I still think we do get found out a little bit in the back line, you know? Like, I feel like Petrie was, like, having a bit of a field day against us. No, but that's what I mean. But but we've been against teams like West Coast without Kennedy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we could afford to just have Frost and Oscar McDonald in the But even then, we still got found out. Even then, we had trouble, right? And then against... um, 
the dogs, I mean, their forward line, God knows what it is. Same against Collingwood. When we're against teams with really big, strong forward lines, or yeah. with like a dominant forward, yeah. I think you probably want Tom McDonald back more often I than I 100% that. think so, yes. I, I, don't think, I think Frost and Oscar McDonald are developing well. They're probably not really ready yet. I don't think Oscar McDonald on Buddy is really the matchup that I'm looking forward to this week. No, no, no. That's going to be a concern. Although, I mean, I don't know if... Tom McDonald on Buddy will necessarily work. He's played well. well maybe they should just but... put all three of them on Buddy and just like I don't know, all of them just try and yeah. take him down. And, and Newman can just go in his way. And, yeah, exactly. You know. Newman will be the, Newman will be the one who's the match winner against us. He'll be the difference. Right. Um, but it's great to have this versatility, and you just it think is. in future years we can throw Tom McDonald forward when we're just struggling a little bit. Exactly. Or he's actually really quick, so let's just stick him on the wing or something. I don't know. Right. Just get the ball in his hands a bit more. You know, like when he was playing on the ball in the ruck. I mean, yeah. he was great. I think weirdly, and you're going to think this is ridiculous, I feel like Watts and McDonald are somewhat similar in that sense. What do you mean? I think they can both play on either side of the ground. They're both reasonably quick. They can both um, use the ball well. I mean, I'm not comparing Watts and McDonald's kicking as a general, to be I'm very clear. I'm glad that you didn't that. But, I mean, Watts could have been a, a solid third defender if that's what he wanted to make him. Yeah. I really believe that. And he played some Neil time kept in, trying to want to make him. Yeah, he played some time in defense, and he's, yeah. he's good at it. He reads the ball well. I think they're both really versatile. Yeah. And with Pedo as well, we've just got versatile players all over We do. It's, it's, it's a really good time. I mean, maybe that's what Goodwin's trying to do. He's trying to kind of ditch the idea that somebody is a midfielder or somebody right. is a forward or somebody is a backman, you know, and yeah. just kind of just... No labels Goodwin. There are no, no labels Goodwin. He's so progressive. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's because that's the thing. In, aside from three players, so Gorn, Viney, and I suppose Jones. Yeah. I mean, and maybe Tyson as well. I mean, who else is really playing just like... Every single who, who and Oliver actually, if it's a lie. I mean, none of the other players are really sort of stock standard, just always in the middle or always on def- in the defense or always on the forward line. Really, right? Right. It's it's a real strength, yeah. kind of yeah, developed through accident, but it's been kind great. of yeah. Um, but it's it's that time where we move to the famous Rowan Bale Award for That's most true. underrated performance. Yes. Um, and this is the kind of win that sadly Rowan Bale would never have been part of. Um, but as an honest and loyal servant, nonetheless, in his memory. Um, he's who, not dead. He's not dead. I appreciate that. He's, he's dead to the club. Who oh, is the most underrated performance from this week? What do you think? Well, I know who you think. It's <laughs> Well, you do know that because I've already written the notes. I do know who you think. So, Kieran, who do you think is the most underrated performer this week? I, mean, I have to say Dom Tyson. I thought he played well. Yeah, he played really well. Yeah. Um, 33 disposals, career yeah. high, apparently. Career high? Career high. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That seems surprising to me. Career high, according to Matty Bergen. Um, okay. He's now, uh, according to AFL.com, the 114th player in the Schick player rankings. What are the Schick player rankings? I don't really know. They apparently showed that Cam Pedersen was ninth in the AFL last week. That's awesome. Yeah. Cam Pedersen is ninth in the AFL and John Tyson's 114th. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe the 114th isn't as impressive as we thought. Maybe it isn't. <laughs> I was surprised by that, really. But the thing I'll say about Tyson, as you know, I'm probably one of his biggest critics over the years. You are. I thought he was hugely overrated. Um, and you made no secret of that. I made no secret of it, but... I don't know. He's just, he's using the ball well. I mean, my feeling with him, I don't know if this is actually true, is that he isn't going for as much with his kicks, and that's part of it. Yeah. I think he's kind of like playing within his limitations, which is he's a good ball winner. He roves to Gorn really well. I don't think it's a surprise that he got 33 possessions the week Gorn came yeah. out. Um, he, that, that kind of symbiotic relationship has always been there. And he's Good use got, of symbiotic. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. I planned that. And he's been <laughs> going with these kind of short 20, 30 meter kicks and just nailing them. He's not yeah. going for these like... 
50 meter watts esque precision passes right. through five different people. Right. I think that's part of it. I mean, it's a very derogatory way to. Very derogatory. To you managed to criticize the winner of the Rowan Bale Award. <laughs> but what do you think about uh, Tyson season? What I mean, I, I, I don't think it. I don't think it started well. I mean, I thought he probably was injured though at the start, right? Like, I don't think he had a proper preseason. Didn't he have a knee problem and that type of thing? So maybe he sure. was just a bit underdone. I'm not right. sure. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think he was. I thought he was struggling a little bit at the start, and I don't think he was. Um, I think his relationship with Gorn is really probably more essential than maybe Viney's relationship with Gorn, right. or maybe Jones's relationship with Gorn, or yeah. Oliver's. Um, so I think he's, he's the best reader of Gorn's. Types, I think that's so. right. I really think that's right, and he just looks so much more impressive just streaming through or strolling through whenever Gorn is, you know, palming it down to him. So maybe that's um, maybe that's part of it. Yeah. Um, but it's hard to know. I, I mean, I, I never actually. I mean. Look, I think people are probably a little bit harsh on him, and I think people are harsh on him particularly because of the Kelly comparison, right. um, which I think is a bit rough. I mean, like, look, yes, the season started a bit slow. He had a great season a few years ago, which we obviously all remember, um, and maybe he hasn't gotten back to that lately, but he's still young, and there's still time. And But, but also, he doesn't have to be Josh Kelly. Right, that's another really thing. That's exactly right. right. That's a, He doesn't have to be Josh Kelly for that deal to work. Right. Right? I mean, because it wasn't about... It was about numbers, right? With Ruzi, yeah. it was about quantity, really. Yeah. You know? And I don't believe he's going to be a superstar, but I think he'll be a very good player, one of our best few midfielders, and that's fine. I mean... I mean, but you don't need... Not everyone in your team has to be a superstar, right? Right, right. In order to win a flag. Exactly. Which is what we're in the, you know, contention for now. Right. Just so everyone knows that the lid is well and truly off. <laughs> the lid's been off for a while. Yeah. Um, so, Neats, this week, yes. massive game. Yes. Massive game. I'm so sad to not be in Australia for this week. I am too, but I'm nervous about it as well. I'm nervous. I, I think this is... We just have so many injuries. We've had injuries for a long time. I know, but the Swans are such an obnoxious team. And I just oh, like... We oh, despise the Swans. We hate the Swans. Most hated too. We hate the Swans. Um, let's talk about the ins and outs before we discuss the game. Um, who's out slash who's injured? Well, that's exactly it. So Salem's obviously out. Garlet yeah. maybe. Mm. And is Hogan going to come back in? I mean, they said he's a sneaky chance, but who knows? I um, I don't know. I mean, sneaky chance. Do you really rush back I'm Hogan? I'm not really sure what sneaky chance means. I yeah. mean, maybe they're just trying to put people off. Who knows? Yeah. I wouldn't mind Hogan going back through the VFL. Yeah, I'm not sure about that either. I don't think that's right. I just think Hogan, I mean, for reasons that are totally justifiable, hasn't really had a good game since round two. Uh, round one, sorry, against St Kilda. Yeah, I mean, for obvious No, reasons. of course. But the point is... Is it really the worst thing if he goes back, gets his confidence up, plays a half in the VFL? I mean, he's coming off cancer. Look, we're not doctors. We have no idea how his body You're actually is. You're not a doctor. Interesting. Obviously. Um, I wouldn't mind him taking a week in the VFL. But look, if he's going to come back, I mean, great. Um, but Watts, I guess, would have to come back, surely. I think Watts does it. Look, we can't have Tom McDonald in the, in, as full forward against the Swans next week. Their defense is really good. And I right. just don't really trust. I mean, I love Tom McDonald's performance, but I don't think that that is a forward setup which is going to work. But I have to be honest, this week against a team like the Swans, I almost think we beat them with pace. I mean, look at what Essendon did to them. Yeah. Um, and Essendon looked really good when they just sprinted. That's why I don't mind bringing Kennedy Harris in, getting Kent in. Just putting all of them in. I mean, Ben Kennedy. I mean, not necessarily all of them, but like two, two or three to, of them. Just to out, just to burn them off. Just to burn them off. And yeah. in our forward line, like yeah. I think they're key defenders. Like I think Grundy's a really good defender. Yeah, he I is. I think Rampy's a really good defender. He is. What we want to do, I think, is just kind of be kind of unpredictable, have lots of people buzzing in and out, which is what we've been doing. Right. Maybe that's the only solution. You're right. Maybe it's not ideal. I mean, I still think that Hogan just takes the pressure off, you know, some of our other forwards. And so maybe he gives, you know, an opportunity for CP to shine a bit more, right? If he's the one taking the number one defender. Yeah. You know, CP can go do his thing and strut around a bit more in the forward line. So that's an option. That's very fair. That's fair. Yeah. 
Um, so look, I mean, Hogan, if he's ready, will clearly come back yeah. in. There's no, no question. Yeah. Um, I mean, does Wiedemann get a look in? Probably no, I think that they give him like a couple of weeks just to bat, beat the door down, you know? Like, I think they should sort of treat him a bit like the CP thing last year. Like, just give him a chance to really prove himself in the VFL before he gets a game. Right, right, right. Yeah. But, geez, he looked good, didn't he? He looked great. He looked really good. I mean, all these, like, people were sort of a bit premature in terms of writing him off. I mean, obviously, maybe he didn't look as comfortable at AFL level this year, but he's still a kid. Give him a go. He'll take time. He'll yeah. be fine. Um, what about Corey Maynard? Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I've just read a lot of reports about him as being quite an explosive player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a really good contested ball winner. Yeah. I mean, you'd think with Jones out, his best chance is probably the West Coast game. I think that's right. But if Viney's out, Viney's not going to be out. I mean, Gorn said pretty clearly someone would have to like rip off Viney's shoulder in order for him to be right. out of the game. Like, he's, he'll, he'll play. Right. Viney will, yeah. Okay, Maynard will have to wait. But it's good to see we've got some depth. I, mean, I know, Casey's, we've got such good depth. Is Casey's fire. doing super well. Yeah, it's really oh, exciting. It's great. Um, so next, do we beat the Swans? Yeah, I don't think so. And I should apologize because I know some of our loyal listeners are avid Swan supporters. We don't hate the Swans. Why do we have to apologize for that? Well, we kind of do. Well, (laughs) these guys know the rules of the game though. This is the problem. My dislike of the Swans comes from the supporters not knowing the rules. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's not necessarily the Swans. It's about well, no, I don't like the fact that they're really successful. So that's just yeah, like this general is kind of entitled talk culture thing. It's entitled culture, but it's the fact that their supporters don't know the rules. Right. But we might actually have these people on the podcast next week. These people being Swan supporters. We'll see. We'd have to win by a lot. We'll I don't know. No, I think they're actually going to be like we're going to be you know live streaming from the G. <laughs> um, but answer my question: Are we going to win? I don't think so. No, Why? I think that the injuries are just too much to cover up, and I don't think we can stop Buddy. I mean, this Oscar McDonald on Buddy is not a matchup which I really want to think uh, about. I mean, Tom McDonald's done all right on him. He's never dominated. I suggested us. Oscar McDonald, but I'm glad uh, we've just. I mean, shifted. clearly Oscar McDonald's not going to play on Buddy. They'll play. I'm they'll just play. Joking. They'll try Frost on him first, and then if that fails, they'll go Tom McDonald. Yeah, that's, that's my feeling. Yeah, and Buddy hasn't been great for the last few weeks. I mean, oh, he's come zero on. goal six. Come like on. I watched that game, and he was awesome, and he should have gotten a couple of goals at the end. He was awesome. Well, yeah, okay. Um, so, look, Buddy is going to be a problem. I don't think Sydney's that good. I think they are really good. Really? I just think that their midfield is just better than I think they got really lucky. Oh, I mean, they're so Kennedy-dependent. And, yes, Kennedy's going to be tough, and this is a bad week for Jones to be out. A really Terrible bad week for, for Jones, Jones to be out. out. Um, but, you know, we've got a pretty good midfield. I think we can beat them for pace in a lot of ways. I really think – but I don't think we're that fast either. I mean, mean, I think we've got some fast players. Yeah. I mean, I think Garlett that... might not even be playing. Our fastest one. Okay, fine. Well, Jaden Hunt. Yeah, Jaden Hunt is fast. Um, Clary's pretty quick. Viney can really break away from the pack. Yeah, he can. I don't think players like... I mean, Hanabry, you know, used to do that. I don't think he's quite the player he was. Parker has had a pretty average year from what yeah. I can see. Yeah. I mean, look, the midfield battle's got to be a challenge. I agree. But Gorn against Naismith? I yeah, feel Gorn, very good about that. Gorn against Naismith is not a matchup. I think that any, you know, he's going to fill many Swan supporters with confidence. Right. And, and but Gorn, then they don't really know what a Ruckman is, so <laughs> maybe they won't really care about that. Right. But, they don't appreciate yeah. the concept. Um, yeah. Look, I, I, it is going to be tough. It is going to be tough. But I've now switched after constantly tipping Melbourne to lose. I think we're going to win. No, don't. Don't. Tip <laughs> Melbourne to lose. This is what's been the secret, okay? Healthy cynicism is the reason we've been on this winning streak. No, I've been swept And I'll be damned if you ruin it, kid. I've been swept away. No, I don't. Feel like tip them to Friday lose. night at the G, Bruce the members going crazy. Finally, Bruce instead of Brian. No, not Brian Taylor. Who do we usually get? Basil's. Oh, Basil's. No, we don't get Basil's Muppets. all the time. We don't actually get Basil's. I don't know. I think the stars are aligned. I don't know about that. Okay. I feel like this is all set up for a huge failure okay. and a huge disappointing last. Okay. 
Well, I think we're going to win narrowly. If we win, then... The lid is like... The lid's already off, but it's genuinely going to be like, I don't know. Whatever happens after a lid gets blown off. Yeah, I don't know. I run out of cliches at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, So, well, we'll be watching this game with interest. We'll be in your podcast feed a couple of days after every game. Uh, please email us with comments at deluded1964 at gmail.com and tweet us at deludedpodcast. Uh, we'll have to get your questions and comments. Uh, and for our new les- listeners, welcome to Deluded. Uh, we hope you enjoy it. Uh, and we'll see you after the next game. Go Deets. Go Deets.